of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Morning Hookup. On ESPN Lincoln. Welcome back in the morning hookup. Oh, baby, you hear the music. It's that time. Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. Marco, how you doing, my friend? Uh, busy time of the year, my friend. We got uh, bowl games starting this weekend, and obviously we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to explain why I only sent you one bowl game for this first week. Uh, got an extra NFL game in there, but this is crunch time for the NFL, jockeying for uh, the playoffs to grab the final uh, spots, and of course, uh, jockeying for position, something that Kansas City, as we would say in horse racing, they're turning for home, and it's uh, a two-horse race between Kansas and Buffalo for that home field. When we get to that bowl game, I love the bowl game you picked, by the way, because there's so many great storylines with the head coaching situation, which I love, <laughs> and that was so much fun. But I want to ask you, Marco, if you're doing okay, because uh, we talked last week, and you kind of got in trouble with your, uh, with your wife there uh, at a hockey game that you were on the other side of the hometown team, and then the next thing I know, you're not invited back to hockey anymore. <laughs> well, me and my buddy that you saw the picture with Lori uh, on the game Sunday, we split our season tickets. So that wasn't my game. And uh, Brian's uh, wife was out of town, and he wanted to know if I wanted to go to the game. And Sunday night, I like to watch football and play poker here in Vegas. That's my routine. And I didn't want to tell the missus that, I had to play on the other side again. So I let her go with Brian, and then he proceeds to tell her at the game who I had. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you guys were doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every, everything's good. All I know is that uh, since I cashed that ticket, uh, Amazon has not missed a day since. Uh, there's been a delivery every day, and it wasn't by me. <laughs> She's making sure she gets her, her cut of that, for sure. So, All right, Marco, let's uh, let's get this thing rocking, man. Uh, Amazon, I'm speaking of Amazon. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. You can do all your shopping, and I hope, I think you're going to get a really good game here because it's a divisional opponent. San Francisco, Mr. Irrelevant, is there going against Geno Smith in Seattle. He is. And guys, last week we were all over San Francisco uh, with this game. And why? Because you hear me talk about the injured player theory all the time. How that team, that first game, when a star goes down, the rest of the team rallies and puts out a, you know, give that old saying 110%. We saw that. What a dominating performance by the 49ers last week. Now, here's the thing with that injured player theory. There's a part two, and part two is tonight, the second game after the injury. If they did exactly what I thought they would do in the first game when I went with them, I go against them in the second game. Why? Well, because now 
you had that one game, everybody rallied and said, hey, you know what? Okay, we're all right. This is We got this. And there's not quite as much of intensity. Now, granted, this is a division game, and it is on TV. But wait, it's on a Thursday, a short week for the road team with a quarterback making his second NFL start. That's a lot to ask of Brock Purdy. And you know what? These guys that are trying to compare the similarities and saying, remember, Tom Brady was a sixth-round draft pick and Purdy's a seventh-round draft pick, and they only got in because of injury. Just stop already. It's one game. Let him do some more before we start making those type of comparisons. And let's be honest, Seattle, we were on the opposite side of Seattle last week as well with Carolina because it was a sandwich spot for Seattle. They got caught in between division games with the Rams and the 49ers. They got caught looking ahead last week to lowly Carolina, who actually owns their their own de- controls their own destiny to the playoffs. Think about that. We'll be talking about that a little later. Uh, let's go Seattle tonight. I think they get the win here. The job that Pete Carroll has done this year, this may be his best coaching performance of his career, really, because there is nobody, nobody that thought that this team was not going to finish with just a few wins and dead last in the NFC West. He's done a marvelous job. I'm going to take him tonight. Mild upset, 20-17. to 17. Yeah! I love that pick, Marco. Next game, we got Philly at Chicago. Yeah, and guys, you know, you heard me just talk about a little sandwich game and situations. You know I love to look at the schedule, map it out, and say, you know what, okay, here's a flat spot on somebody's schedule, and boy, do we got one here. Philadelphia, right now, could the stock be any higher than it currently is? They've got the best record in the NFC. They are coming off winning four in a row in the last three games. They scored 40, 35, and 48. Last week, absolute annihilation of the New York Giants on the road. This is the second game back-to-back weeks on the road. It's actually the middle of three straight on the road. And, oh, wait, let me look at this. They're coming off the Giants, who's a division rival. They score 48 points. They're going to lowly Chicago, who can't get out of their own way. They've lost six in a row. And they got next week Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Do you think possibly they come into this game and just figure they got to show up, they get a win, and go home? This is a dangerous spot. And to add more to the play, how about Chicago gets Justin Fields back this week. They're coming off their bye week. They've had two weeks to prepare for nothing but thinking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm on the uh, Chicago Bears here. I'm not going to be brave and call for the outright upset, but I'm going to call for a major scare. Philadelphia escapes 24-23, but I'm grabbing those nine points with Chicago. Yeah, this next game, I don't know what to make of these two teams week to week. I don't know how good Tennessee is, but they're going to be going to the Chargers where Mr. Herbert's been spinning it quite a bit lately. He has, and I'm still trying to figure, we talked about that I watch Sunday night football and play in poker. I'm still trying to figure out how the Chargers only won 23-17 to with mm-hmm. the numbers they put up last week in that game as they marched up and down the field. 
Uh, here's the thing about this game. We know that the Chargers have an explosive offense when they are healthy, and you know he's got some guys, got some of the weapons back as far as the wide receivers. There's still some offensive line issues with the Chargers, but you talk about mysteries. Tennessee, this is the team that just absolutely baffles me week in and week out. When I think they're going to be bad, they're good. When I think they're good, <laughs> you know, it just you can't figure them out. What they did finally figure out last week is hand the darn ball off to Derrick Henry. You've got one of if not the best, one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Uh, last week they gave it to him 17 times for 117 yards. That's what they need to do. Why? Because they're facing the worst team in the NFL at stopping the run. <laughs> 5.4 yards per play. Give the ball to Henry. Uh, don't have... Ryan Tannehill throwing the football 38 times in a game. You're, that is not the recipe. That's not how this team is built. They should be able to move the football this week against the Chargers. Yes, the Chargers will get some yardage, but we saw last week against a soft uh, Miami defense, and then the week before against the soft Raiders defense, they scored 20 and 23 points. That's not good. You give me the better defensive team, which is Tennessee, that can run the football, and I'm getting points, I'm there every single time. I expect a high-scoring game, 31-27. I'm taking Tennessee outright. Do the math. Add up the tough got to play there. Baby, 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 baby. Yeah! Thank you for that free play, Marco. All right, next game we got Kansas City heading to Houston. I mean, heading to Houston, who almost beat those dirty Cowboys last week. Yeah, you look at this one, and that's the whole basis for this play because everything that you look at as far as, you know, NFL and laying double digits, especially on the road, is generally not a good outcome. And especially with Kansas City, who sometimes looks like they lack that, uh, you know, intensity or you want to say killer instinct. And what did I say um, last week? Kansas City. I feared that Andy Reid would revert back to old Andy Reid and put the brakes on, you know, and just stop trying to attack. And that's basically what happened. You build a big lead, and then you go into snooze mode, and you let the team back in the game. So we got a combination of things going on here with this game. Why I'm going to go ahead and lay the 14 points on the road. Everybody's going to tell me I'm nuts for that, but here's why. Yeah, I know Houston's lost all these games, but Houston has only covered two of the last nine games. All right, this team is bad. Yeah, last week they almost beat Dallas. Why? Two reasons. One, Dallas turned the football over three times in that game, and the Dallas Cowboys, you want to talk about coming in to a game fat and sassy? They were coming off that Sunday night game in which the score was 21-19 to going to the fourth quarter, and they ended up winning 54-19. to They put up 33 in the fourth quarter against the Colts. They were giddy. They didn't take Houston seriously, and Houston did. That was a little brother versus big brother game uh, for Houston, both of them being in the state, and obviously we know who big brother is of the state of Texas. Now you've got Kansas City coming off a close game. Yes, this is the middle game of three in a row on the road, but because they lost close la- or won close last week, 
because Houston lost close last week, they're not going to take them for granted. They're going to go ahead and get the lead and keep the pedal to the metal. And, oh, by the way, we talked about that two-horse race coming to the finish line for a photo finish to see who gets the home field advantage. Kansas City can't afford to lose games. They're going to be focused. I'm going to take them. And, by the way, Houston has only scored 17 points once in the last seven games, and that was last week, mm. aided by three turnovers. I've got Kansas City winning 34-14. to 14. I'm laying the 14. Yeah! I hope your friends back in Pittsburgh aren't listening coming up to this game. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh going to Carolina. All right, guys. Well, we already established the fact that I am not a homer, as I will bet against my hometown team as often as I bet on them. Was we talking about the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights? Uh, but same thing holds with the Steelers. Uh, you know, I am not uh, prejudiced here. Equal opportunity. I'll take money wherever I can get it. And I got to go with Carolina here. And what a story this would be for the Carolina Panthers. Think about this. Let me just recap for you the timeline. They fire Matt Rule. Your quarterback that you signed to a contract at the beginning of the season uh, to fill your quarterback problem, you put out on the curb on trash day free to a good home in Baker Mayfield. You traded away your best player in Christian McCaffrey. And, oh, by the way, you control your own destiny to make the playoffs right now. And that's what the Carolina Panthers are. They're 5-8, and eight, and, yes, they control their own destiny of the playoffs. Why? Because they're only one game behind Tampa Bay, and they play Tampa Bay again in a couple weeks. And if they win that game and move into a tie with Tampa – Guess what? Carolina's going to the playoffs because they would have beaten Tampa both meetings this season. And how is Carolina doing it? Well, you brought uh, Sam Darnold back. Granted, I'm not a big Darnold fan, but you can't argue with they're 2-0 and since he started. Um, they've scored 23 and 30 points since he started. He came in, and now there's a threat of a passing game. Oh, what? They've run the football in the last... Four games, 232 yards four back. The two games that he was in, 185 and 223. And by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers have trouble running or stopping the run this year. Last two games, they gave up 146 to Atlanta and 215 to Baltimore. And that wasn't Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That was Baltimore with Huntley. Uh, I've got to go with Carolina in this game. Pittsburgh, uh, question mark on the quarterback. Uh, Pickett got concussed last week. In come the human turnover. Mitch Trubisky <laughs> threw three interceptions. And not only were they three interceptions, they were all interceptions in scoring uh, position for the Steelers. Uh, I've got to take uh, – Carolina here and talk about a little bit of a sandwich spot. I know when you're a losing team, you, is, do you really look at sandwiches? But they're coming off the Baltimore game. If you understand the rivalry between Pittsburgh and Baltimore, that's a huge game no matter what the records are. And it's always a physical game. Just ask Kenny Pickett. Then look at what the Steelers have on deck. Next week, they play Christmas Eve the Las Vegas Raiders. You say, so what? What's that mean? The Raiders suck. 
Yeah, the Raiders suck, the Steelers suck, but that is the 50th anniversary, and it is the reason the NFL scheduled that game uh, this week because the Raiders actually played in Pittsburgh last year. They shouldn't have played two years in a row uh, in Pittsburgh, but this is the anniversary of the greatest football play in the history of the NFL, <laughs> the Immaculate Reception. That's right, and it was a reception, too. It buddy. was, yeah, it yeah. was. There's a lot of some people out there that think it wasn't, but it, yeah. it was for sure. Yeah. All I know is Frenchie Fuqua will never answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> Marco, yeah. that was great. My bad. I got uh, you still. I'm here. With, that was the NFL slate, and you're generous enough to give us a bowl game pick this week. <laughs> and the uh, bowl game you're picking, Louisville versus Cincinnati. I love this. It, yeah, and first of all, guys, the reason I only gave you one bowl game this week, we'll have more next week, these early bowl games, which – some people might refer to them as toilet bowls, <laughs> you've got to question motivation. And it's even more so now because you used the last couple of years the trend has been key players don't want to risk injury. If they think they're getting drafted in the NFL in a meaningless bowl game, they opt out. But now we have the beauty of this thing called the transfer portal, and everybody is opting into the portal. I do not think that you should not be able to leave your team until their, that team's season is done. Uh, I'm done with my uh, standing on my uh, pedestal and preaching, but I don't like it. It's ruining all of these bowl games. So you've got a handicap motivation, and that's where I'm coming here. You've got Louisville playing Cincinnati. Let's start with Cincinnati last year played in the playoffs. You're going from a chance at a national championship, not that they really had a chance, but they made the Final Four. To this year, you're playing on a December 17th bowl game in Fenway Park. How do you get excited about that? Okay, so let's say coming into this season, they knew that they weren't going to be a national championship contender. But your goal then would be what? Win your conference championship. Oh, wait, what happened? They were in the conference championship game, and they lost to Tulane. So now another disappointment. Instead of playing in a bigger bowl later around New Year's Day, they are playing on December 17th. Another reason not to be excited. Hmm, is there anything else that happened? Oh, wait a minute. Our coach that we've done so well under these last several years, he just bolted to Wisconsin, and he's taken most of the assistants with him. How can they possibly be excited? Now, granted, Louisville lost their coach, too, but it's a different circumstance. Louisville didn't play well, uh, as well as expected. In you know, he's moving on. Ironically, coming to the team that they're playing to today, it's, it's just a total mess. I think Louisville is going to be the team that wants it more. This is a little bit of a geographical rivalry. That's the only thing that can get these two teams up. But I like Louisville in this spot better. I'm going to go ahead and take them. This is going to be, I think, a lower-scoring game uh, because of all of the turnover and opt-outs. Take Louisville 24-17, to and we will have more bowl action for you next week. Yeah, I um I feel your frustration with that. I as we sit here, and this is what I think, Mark, you're talking about. Purdue, obviously, Brom is going to back to Louisville's alma mater. In the last 20 minutes, they posted stuff like this: report Adrian O'Connell expected to opt out. Payne Durham on Instagram, he's skipping the bowl game. Also, Charlie Jones opted out. You really cannot. That's you know, crazy. As pro betters, um, we try to find the the best line, and usually you find the best line 
betting earlier in the week, you get ahead of the market. You can't do that in these bowl games because it's a day-to-day announcement. You, you never know who decides I'm not playing, and a lot of times you, you're holding a ticket, and then somebody like you know, a key player says, you know what, I'm opting out, and all of a sudden the line changes three points, you're stuck with a bad number. You, you, it, it's a bad situation. They're ruining the smaller bowls, you know, because other than if you're a diehard fan and want to travel, why do you want to go to these bowl games? Yeah, and see an exhibition game is basically what they're making them. Yep, absolutely. I agree. All right, Marco, always a pleasure. Uh, you guys can go follow Marco at Marco in Vegas. Also download the app and watch a lot of shows, get a lot of information. But the morning hookup at Marco's favorite show is? Yes, the bet on it. Go ahead and uh, check that out every week. We tape them on Wednesday, and they're up Wednesday night, and you can get a college and a pro edition uh, right through the bowl game. So let's keep it rolling, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Marco. We appreciate Thanks. it, my brother. Thanks. See you, Marco. Marco D'Angelo, com. Right there. Also, yeah, like I said, go follow Marco. Marco in Vegas. It's a good follow. He updates you on stuff. And, you know, I love Marco because he is very transparent on what he does. And it's about mm-hmm. cash and tickets, my friends. Yep. So, all right, let's take a break. We come back. Oh, Coriel <laughs> Thomas, Captain Coriel. <laughs>